Hey you, welcome to our podcast, How Nigeria Works. What doesn't? I'm Sandra. I'm Andy. And it's so good to have you on our very first episode back, Why the Social Media Bill Shouldn't Work. And on this episode, we're going to take an in-depth look at Nigeria's protection from internet falsehoods and manipulation and other related matters bill. 2019. Yes, I just read the title out for you. Also known as the social media bill. That's a street name. <laughs> now, this bill is divided into five parts, yes? Yes, but I think maybe the needing a little bit of context as to why this is a big deal. Well, you're Mr. Context, so go ahead. Oh, you're Miss Nigeria Info informing Nigeria now, so. Can you just like go ahead with the context? <laughs> yeah. So basically, the bill is, um, it's been in the news for a while, and tomorrow is a public hearing about it. And essentially, a lot of Nigerians are concerned or worried about what the government is trying to do. Because the way the bill has been described to Nigerians, the government is basically saying, we want to regulate what is said on social media, we want to stop fake news. And to stop fake news, we need to pass this bill that criminalizes a bunch of new acts and gives government the authority to punish them. And Nigerians are concerned about what effects does that have on my right to free speech on the internet, which is one of the few places left where we have a right to free speech. That's right. And if you take a look at Nigeria's conventional media platforms, traditional media platforms, especially with all the regulators um, that have to ensure that certain things do not go on air, the only place that Nigerians really, truly have a voice is social media. Yeah. Any government with half a brain would be afraid of that because there's no managing the information there. There's no controlling it. There's no guiding it. It is the way it is. People will see the leaked memo the way it is. People will hear the speech that the president gave the way it was uncut, unedited like that. And so governments are afraid of that. And not forget that you're tweeting at these government officials like you're acting them with your food chest and calling them idiots and things like that. So they don't want that. They don't want you to hold them accountable like that. So what they're doing especially because you're holding them accountable in view of everybody else in the world. So everybody in the world is watching you hold them accountable and watching them not do anything about the issues that you're raising. And they are afraid of that, and so therefore, they'll come up with this contraption that is five parts, and the bill has a part one, aims, objectives, and application. Part two, prohibition of transmissions of false statements of fact. Part three, regulations dealing with transmissions of false statements of fact. Part four, regulations for internet intermediaries and providers of, of media services. And part five, declaration of online locations. So we're going to look at all the contents of these parts one by one to show you what the bill actually says. But we're also going to be assessing what it says and what the implications are, I think. Yeah, because, you know, this not always happens in Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when bills and laws are being discussed. Mm-hmm. So let, let me give another example. We had the um, petroleum industry bill. Mm-hmm. And anytime you talk to any Nigerian who has gone to all of them will say, yes, we should pass the petroleum industry bill. Mm. 
But if you quiz them a little further and go, well, what does the petroleum industry bill say? Maybe only like 10% no. Mm-hmm. And that's because we've, we've gotten to this point where we have not yet gotten into the habit of finding out what these things actually say. Mm-hmm. So somebody says it's a good bill, we, we agree. Or somebody says it's a bad bill, we also agree. Mm-hmm. But I think... It's important to let you know what it is and then you decide. Yeah, for yeah you decide for yourself. I mean, so like basically... We well, let me say right off the bat, it's a bad bill. <laughs> yes, I think I'm inclined to agree that it's a bad bill. <laughs> <laughs> but here's why. <laughs> and we read it so you don't have to, but we're not just reading it and telling you know it's a bad bill. We're reading it and we're breaking it down for you so later on if you want to read it yourself, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's like a book review but for a bill. Oh, yes, a book review but for a bill. A bill review. A bill review. Glory. We should do that. That should be like a regular series. The, um, what should we call it? How Nigeria Works But Doesn't Bill of the Month Club? What? Like, you know, like a book of the month club. Like a book club. But anyway, part one. Yes. Games, objectives, and applications. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at what that part says. So we have, you heard flipping, it's the bill. We actually have the raw paper. Yeah, and, and don't be afraid. We're not going to read the entire bill. It's like all of 37 pages. We're not going to read the whole thing here. Mm-hmm. But this part one is very short. Mm-hmm. So I think we can afford to read this one. Okay. Part 1, subsection 1, the aims and objectives of this act is... So that's already a a grammatical error there instead of R. Uh To prevent the transmission of false statements, declaration of facts in Nigeria, and to enable measures to be taken to counter the effects of such transmission. B, to suppress the financing, promotion, and other support of online locations that repeatedly transmit false statements, declaration of facts in Nigeria. C to enable measures to be taken to detect, control, and safeguard against coordinated inauthentic behavior and other misuses of online accounts and bots. And uh, D, I'm going to let Andy read it because let us need to jump on the paper because I'm not wearing my glasses. She's blind. <laughs> D, to enable measures to be taken to enhance disclosure of information concerning paid content directed towards a political end. And E, to sanction offenders. We yeah. always look at those five aims. Yes. And then, well, first, well, the first four. We look at the last aim is to sanction offenders. So that one's pretty basic, right? Right, right, Ali? That's always the aim of the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it's a law, offenders got to be sanctioned. So that's mm-hmm. normal. So the first part of the aim is to prevent transmission of false statements. Does it have merit? Is it government's business? Uh, I mean, like when I, I read that, I, the first thing that came to me is like, so government is trying to ban lying. Mm-hmm. Is it a business of government that Gloria say said she sold to? <laughs> so she's apologized. Hey, uh, well, she. Well, well, not really. That was a real apology. Well, are you questioning Jay-Z? Why are you questioning her? No, anyway. <laughs> uh, sorry. I went back on the back. Sorry. Yeah, we apologize. But yeah, should government, you know, get involved in that? The entire history of common law, as I understand it, mm-hmm. the basic tenet has always been government doesn't get into the business whether you're telling the truth or not, mm-hmm. unless you're telling the lie to get money out of somebody on false pretenses, and then that's fraud, and there's already laws for that. So government should get involved in that. No, but there's already laws for that in, when it comes to fraud. Uh-huh. So you're defrauding somebody by lying to them, and then they're giving you the money thinking of one thing or the other. Uh-huh. Yeah. I already have laws for that. Uh-huh. But in, you know, two individuals telling lies to each other, mm-hmm. in itself, mm-hmm. that's not really government's business. Mm-hmm. Never has been, mm-hmm. and I dare say it shouldn't be, because men are scum. Um, <laughs> 
we'll all be in jail. Wait, what? Uh, no, that's, what? that's... I didn't say it. What did it have to do with anything? Well, I'm just saying, though. Saying what? Uh, um, how old are you, Sandra? Why is that important information? Can you swear that you have not disseminated fake news about your age anywhere? I have not disseminated fake news about my age anywhere. Ever. Why are you crossing your fingers as you speak right now? I'm not crossing. Do you, know, do you know what? Do you know that I wish this were like a video thing? Because you tell so many lies against me. And people are, like, are you trying to get me in trouble with the social media bill by saying I tell lies? Yes, and they need to pick you up and arrest you. Anyway, oh, so you do agree with the bill? <laughs> for telling a lie on defamation of character. Well, there's actually a law about defamation of character. Exactly. So, so I can actually sue Andy for defaming me. Yes, and you don't need a social media bill to do that. Right? Do so that. it seems like all the areas where lying is considered dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, civilly or criminally, mm-hmm. are already covered by law. But perhaps they're talking about things that fall within the realms of fake news. So things like Buhari is getting married to that minister. Well, it was a, it was fake news. Does it matter which minister? <laughs> <laughs> no, but hold up, though. Um, so, so a news story like that, that was obviously a lie. Yes. Shouldn't the law come in somewhere or the other? There are laws. You can the person who was who against whom the lie was told can sue. Mm. So Harry can sue the boy who started it. If you can find him. If you can find him. Good point. Now let's move to the second aim of the bill to stop the financing of online false statement. Again, I ask, does it have merit? Is it the government's business? So it comes down to is lying government's business? Does government have the right to look into who's lying and who's not lying? That's the first thing. But governments everywhere are trying to find people who are lying on the internet. With this information, it's not just Nigeria. But again, like I keep on going back to this. All the types of disinformation that we as society have agreed are dangerous mm-hmm. we already have laws that arm government to fight them now it doesn't matter whether that disinformation is being um, spread on on tv okay. on radio <coughs> by newspaper by town crier or on the internet mm-hmm. those laws still apply mm. so there's no need for a new law that takes lying on the internet mm-hmm. as a different type of lying. Now let's take a look at a third uh, aim and objective of this bill. To give governments the power, and that's where it gets tricky for me, to give governments the power to detect, control, and safeguard against inauthentic behavior and misuse of online accounts. With that, my immediate concern is what qualifies as inauthentic behavior and misuse of online accounts. Exactly. I mean, this is the kind of thing where, like, my kid comes to me and uh, I give him a toy and I say, you only allowed to use this toy in the right way. And he's using the toy wrong, like, and I take the toy from him, right? And I say, this is not the proper way of using it, you know? But uh, how dare government Hmm. tell me the proper use of the internet? Because what it says, inauthentic behavior on the internet, isn't that the entire Instagram? <laughs> oh, oh, I only just came for all of y'all. What? No, I'm on Instagram too. Yeah, but, but you um, just came for everybody who filters their picture on Instagram. But no, I didn't. No, I parts. didn't. I didn't come for them. Government just came for them ostensibly. Now you can say, oh no, that's not what they well, meant. Yeah, that's not what they meant. But that's what they said. They said inauthentic behavior. So, like you said, who decides what's authentic and inauthentic? Why should that be government's job? Why is it government's business? I think that's what always, and you, you're going to hear that a lot from me throughout the, um, this, this episode. Why is this government's business? Because, again, don't forget that government says the power to detect 
control mm -hmm. and safeguard against inauthentic behavior. So number one, what are the guidelines? Has government released a, a list of rules? Has government said number one is how, how to detect inauthentic behavior? Point one. Yes, exactly. There, there, there's no guidelines for what inauthentic behavior is mm -hmm. in the eyes of government. And when you read the rest of this uh, of, of this law, which we will, you know, in, in the rest of the episode, you will see that these things, these definitions, are actually left discretionary. Yeah, they are left and in the that's dangerous. They're left in the hands of government to decide, and not just government in general, but specifically the executive. Ah. Specifically the executive and specifically the Nigerian police okay. and whichever other agency is set up to enforce this law. This is Nigerian police that will tell you on the one hand that locks and tattoos are okay and nobody to search your phone. And on the other hand, they're searching your phone and arresting you because you have locks and you have tattoos. This is the same Nigerian police that I have seen write down on somebody's charge sheet as one of his crimes, possession of key. <laughs> the same Nigerian police that was picking up people in Abuja, women in Abuja, and said that women were littering. Yes. They, yes, they were accused of littering. Littering or loitering? L littering. I don't understand. They accused these women of littering. Yes, so those are the people who... To whom it will be left to decide, to detect, I use the government's words here, to detect... Control and, and safeguard. Safeguard, safeguard. <laughs> it's going to be a misuse of online accounts. So basically, there is a proper way to use your online accounts. What's the proper and way there to is use an your improper way. Online, and, and again, if somebody tells me, oh no, what they mean is fraud and stealing. Look, well, there are already laws for that. We already have the Cybercrime Act. Mm -hmm. So if government is setting up a new rule, it implies that the previous rules have not gone far enough. Mm. And so, when we say misuse of online accounts, we can't be talking about uses that are already criminalized, like fraud or, you know, yeah, this, or defamation. Yes, this is other misuse. Because say a person, for instance, publishes fake news, mm -hmm. and that fake news leads to death. There are actually laws that allows the government to prosecute that person for, for causing public harm. Exactly. Again, it comes down to this question of, one, why is government in the business of looking for which behavior is authentic and inauthentic? Two, why is government telling me what is a proper use or a misuse of my online account? And three, why does government need new powers to do all this? All right. Uh, fourth objective, to give government more power to disclose information about who is paying for political content online. Now, okay, so this one, this one particular objective or aim is one that I am more comfortable with than the others. In the sense that, but at the same time, I'm not fully comfortable with it. And here's why. A lot of political money is dark money. Okay. Not just in Nigeria, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And the more we can do to bring dark political money into the light and know who is spending on what, the better. Mm -hmm. Because money is money buys elections. Mm -hmm. Money determines who wins. Who wins. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, Mike Bloomberg did not clinch the primaries. Uh, yes, he did not because he didn't use his money wisely. But the people who clinched the primaries also spent money. Mm -hmm. uh, the person who will clinch the primaries also will have spent money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Put it another way. Money doesn't guarantee you an election, but good luck winning one without it. Money influences a lot of things. And people should know 
who is spending money to push particular political narratives mm. because that will give people more of an idea of whether the narrative can or cannot be trusted. Are we going to shine that light on government itself? Excellent question. That's why I said that even though I'm more comfortable with this, I'm not fully comfortable with it. Mm. Because what you see in a lot of, the, of these situations in Nigeria, especially, is you see imbalance. Mm. You see um, disequilibrium. Because on the one hand, government wants to use these powers mm-hmm. against whoever it wants to use it on. What well, doesn't use it against it itself? All the people that it's aligned with. So it's it's a great tool to have, but again, and again, um, you start to wonder whether rules like the Freedom of Information Act, you know, you know, there's also questions about whether or not these powers already exist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so this one, I'm half and half on. But is this one aim and objective enough, in my mind, to justify all the powers that are put in this bill? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. In fact, I definitely do not believe it is. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's move on to uh, part two of the bill itself. Uh, part two is prohibition of transmission of false statements of fact. Now, this is the core of the bill. It spells out exactly what the bill is banning, what the bill is giving government the power to control. And um, you, you take a look at it and you see that, the, that this part two is prohibiting three things. So we've got number one, transmitting false statements of fact. Number two, making or altering the for transmitting false statements of fact, and number three, providing services for transmitting false statements of fact. So you look at all three of them and start with the grandfather, the granddaddy, transmitting false statements of fact. And the read part two, uh, section three, subsection one. Transmission of false statements of fact. A person must not do any act in or outside Nigeria in order to transmit in Nigeria statements knowing or having reason to believe that. A, it's a false statement of facts. I'm sorry, there's a lot of grammatical errors in this thing, so I'm just trying my best not to say them. And that's scary, by the way, that a bill that is being deliberated on by the National Assembly... Mm-hmm that the final copy of it will contain so many grammatical errors. Why is that scary? Like, grammatical errors happen all the time. Grammatical errors happen all the time when one person is writing. I'm an author. I have, I'm just one man writing my book, mm-hmm. and I have a first reader, I have an editor, and so even me, out of pocket, I have two people at least mm-hmm. reading my manuscript and checking my checking it for mm-hmm. for, for errors. Mm-hmm. Now, this bill is drafted by members of the National Assembly with their large staff of clerks mm-hmm. who are making a lot of money, getting paid on my Naira and Kobo, your Naira and Kobo, mm-hmm. getting paid from public funds, mm-hmm. and their job is to write legislation mm-hmm. that will govern 200 million people. Yeah, but what does it matter how it is written as long as it is written? It matters. First of all, the fact that so many spelling errors and grammatical errors can exist in this bill mm-hmm. means that not enough scrutiny was put to spelling and grammar. If, if spelling and grammar, which even a 12-year-old uh, mm-hmm. can detect, was missed, mm-hmm. what about the deeper issues, technical issues in the law, both legal issues and IT issues that only a specialist could detect. How confident are you that those were also looked into? Tell you what, by the time we get to the end of this bill, we're going to see if there are legal issues and technical issues and what other issue you mentioned? But those two are good enough. Yes, let's see if those issues were not detected. Yes, right? I must disagree very strongly with you here mm-hmm. because the National Assembly, mm-hmm. the government mm-hmm. is supposed to be the most organized, most 
most efficient organization in a country. But it's still people it's working what, in those offices, Andy. You wouldn't be this... Okay, in your radio station, if your intern gives you a type, uh, something written with typos, are you just forgiven or do you chew them out? I chew them out. So, um, is government not just your intern? Is government not just your staff who you've entrusted not just with one hour of your air, but you've entrusted with 365 days of your life? Fine, you win. Yes. <laughs> she does this, by the way. <laughs> Pretends that things are not important when they <laughs> I say this so that you listening to her don't think she was being serious. <laughs> anyway, so basically, a person must not do any act in or outside Nigeria in order to transmit in Nigeria statements knowing or knowing or having reason to believe that these statements, quote, are A, a false statement of fact, or B, transmission of the statement in Nigeria is likely to, one, be prejudicial to the security of Nigeria or any part of Nigeria, Two, be prejudicial to public health and public safety and public tranquility or public finances. Three, be prejudicial to the friendly relations of Nigeria with other countries. Four, influence the outcome of an election to any office in a general election or a referendum. Five, incite feelings of enmity, hatred directed to a person or ill will between different groups of persons. Or six, Diminish public confidence in the performance of any duty or function of <laughs> or in the exercise of any power by government. Yeah, I want to start with the six, but we, oh, have, to, yes. but we have to go at it, you know. No, 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 start with six. Let's start with six. <laughs> so, I mean, you're looking at six that says transmission of the statements in Nigeria is or like, outside of Nigeria um, is, likely. is likely to diminish public confidence in the performance of any duty or function of or in the exercise of any power of the government and my first question is what the fuck is this a military dispensation are we in china or russia or where else do they not want you to speak ill of government cuba cuba like what is this are you a democracy or are you not a democracy so basically what the, what that sixth clause is saying is that if you say something that online that makes another nigerian feel less confident in the government's ability to do its job mm -hmm. you've committed a crime Somebody says the customs is saying closing the border is good for the economy, while the minister of finance has said closing the border has increased food inflation. Mm -hmm. It looks like the government is not on the same page. Mm. Somebody now adds and goes on and says, oh, and furthermore, customs says the border is not opening anytime soon, mm -hmm. while the minister of finance says the border will open very soon. That is a temporary measure. Mm -hmm. It's like the government who are not talking, to, are, are not um, communicating well with each other. Mm -hmm. And now the government says, hey. Why are you reporting this thing about us contradicting ourselves? <laughs> You're making people less confident in us. Mm. Oh, well, you need to, you know, you've just committed a crime. Like, I think confidence in government is something government earns. Mm -hmm. It's not something government... Is forces or is entitled to. Mm -hmm. If you do, if you're doing your job, people will have confidence in you. Period. I say something that makes people not confident in you. People will come for me because they will feel like, "Oh, you're lying." This government is doing its best. Yes. Somebody will say, "Well, but what they're saying is that if the statement is false mm -hmm. and it's causing a drop in confidence in government." What's the test for knowing whether the government, whether the statement is false? Exactly, especially when government is not very transparent. Mm -hmm. And then you come to the fifth one. Mm -hmm. When the transmission of that information uh, incites feelings of enmity, hatred directed to a person, ill will between different groups of persons, um, Andy, that's actually a valid concern. 
isn't it? It's, it's a valid concern, but we already have laws against incitement. We already have laws, discrimination laws. So, again, these things are already covered. And that's one of the insidious things mm-hmm. in my mind mm-hmm. about this bill. Mm-hmm. Is that this bill, what it does is it gives you, it, it presents to you goals that we can say are noble. Mm-hmm. Then at the same time, it adds like terrible things to them, mm-hmm. terrible goals. Mm-hmm. So you say, oh, don't you want people to stop making hate speech again and causing enmity on the basis of gender and race and tribe? Well, of course, well, for that, then they let us have the social media. But no, why must it be? Why is it that to do that, I must hand over all these powers to you, government? Mm-hmm. Why are the laws that already exist, that already fighting these things that I want, not enough? And that's, that, that's the fundamental question that government has to answer. And you look at number four that says, influence the outcome of an election to any office in a general election or a referendum. Now, see, yeah, this one is so big. Like, again, sure. They all are so vague. Can't anything influence an election? Mm-hmm. Can't anything influence an election? Yeah. And you now look at the one that says, be prejudicial to the friendly relations of Nigeria with other countries. See that thing I said when we started talking where I told you that they are afraid that you holding them accountable online in the view of all the other countries that they have by uh, relations with, these countries who are seeing that the government isn't paying attention to the fact that you're holding them accountable online, could hurt their chances of getting things out of these countries, and so they're like, eh, no, they talk online again. That's what they're trying to do. Basically, yeah, don't, don't um, put our dirty laundry outside. Yes, don't open our yash for the public. Cover my shame. <laughs> the family protects the shame. <laughs> Thinking house behavior to offices. Yeah, but isn't that the Nigerian attitude? It, it is. It really is. You know, it, and it's so rampant in government. Yeah, right? it really is. Yeah, it really is. And you look at that again. It looks like they just banned lying. Yeah, like that's pretty much what they're trying to do. Yeah, that's a good thing because men lie on provokes, man. Women lie on provokes. <laughs> Didn't you see that um, work husband thread? Like, I don't see such. You don't see. Uh, I don't see such. I don't even see things like that. Moving on. Now you look at the second prohibition, right? Making or altering bots for transmitting false statements of fact. Here's what that bill says, Andy. Yeah. Before I, before I read what the bill says, let me say that at first I was shocked that the members of the National Assembly had heard of bots. Like, <laughs> no, like that was the first thing. Like, I was like, hmm. They read about bots. Well, they're not as ignorant as I thought they were. Really, bots. Until I realized that this bill was actually copied and pasted from lots of other bills from lots of other countries, mm-hmm. like Singapore, who are dealing with issues with bots. And I was like, oh, okay, makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> just copied and pasted. They just wanted to cover all the gray areas. They, yeah. they know that you Nigerians know it. They don't need to know it, but they know you're. Hey, you see Nigeria doing bots, 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 drone, everything. Put it inside. Yes, ban it all, ban it all. Content. So, yes, so here's what it says about making or altering bots for transmission of false statements of fact. Mm. A person must not, whether in or outside Nigeria, make or alter a bot with the intention of A, transmitting by means of the bot a false statement of fact in Nigeria, or B, enabling any other person to transmit by means of the bot a false statement of fact 
in Nigeria. It's interesting that they're focusing on bots. Why bots? I mean, bots are no different from any other tool that can be used on the internet to spread information. It was when I saw that Singapore like had almost this exact same wording about bots. I realized that almost they just saw it there online and said, "Look, let's put it in." We don't know what these bots are. We don't even know if they exist, but. Or maybe we just didn't show put the bots there. And then you now look at um, offense number three, providing services for transmitting false statements of fact. What does the bill say about that, Andy? The bill says a person who, whether in or outside Nigeria, solicits, receives, or agrees to receive any financial or other material benefit as an inducement or reward for providing any service, knowing that the service is or will be used in the transmission of one or more false statements of facts in Nigeria shall be guilty of an offense if the service is in fact used in such transmission. Is that how people used to talk on a lower day? Why is that language so anyhow, anyhow? It's legally. It's very, uh, and then the language is also very broad. It's not really specifying what these services could be. Yes, what it is that at the end of the bill, they put like a list of definitions there. Mm. But even that list of definitions is like so wide and imprecise that I could run a map truck through it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that's done on purpose. Mm-hmm. This, this legalese language is like very catch-all language mm-hmm. so it's used to be able to give very wide powers of enforcement to mm. the government. The more vague and imprecise the language, the more they can say hey, yes, you follow, you follow inside. Exactly. Uh-huh, yes, yeah, that one follow to the inside. That's right. It's all bots, come here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Possession of bots. Batu also gives the penalties for these three offenses, by the way. Yes. So, for transmitting false statements of fact, Andy, what does it say? Yes. Basically, it's money and prison for all of them, but <laughs> yeah, let me give you the specific money and prison. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, three years jail term mm-hmm. or a fine not exceeding 300,000 naira. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or both. Right, let me just point out. Or both. Now, that's for, that's for transmitting. So, that's for transmitting false statements of fact. Yes. For creating a liable. For possession of a scum bot, <laughs> possession of scum bot with two hundred thousand naira, or in case of individual, mm. is two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. or imprisonment for three years, mm-hmm. or both, or both. So it's for all these influencers on Twitter. <laughs> they have many. Forget about familiarity. They're coming for you. <laughs> For running a fake news service. Then now, in any other case, that is, if it's not an individual, so like if it's a, you know, I don't know, a political party mm-hmm. or a company or whatever it is that's running the bot, mm-hmm. it's a fine of five million naira. Five million naira. Yes. So that's for bots. Then now, for having a service and you know being paid in some way to help somebody share um, fake news online but, but i still don't understand what this having a service means like am i an agency am i a, a media house am i a, what am i any service see how to interpret that one mm-hmm. there's a, a piece of fake news online mm-hmm. or a piece of information online mm-hmm. that government has said mm-hmm. is fake news mm-hmm. let's make that point mm-hmm. now government says who put that fake news online? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, who is the originator? Who is the person who wanted it online? Mm-hmm. The Nazi is Andy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you have the fake news that's online and Andy. Anybody else who helped Andy get that fake news online mm-hmm. is caught in this offense number three. I see. Okay. And if they received money or any other payment to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens to me if I'm the service? As an individual. Okay. 150000 fine. That's cheap. Or imprisonment of two years. That's not so cheap. Or both. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> if you are an 
organization mm-hmm. is a fine of 500,000. Was anybody go to jail in the organization though? Yeah, I think that's one thing that doesn't happen and I think should happen. What? That is a separate conversation altogether. Now. No, let's move on. I know. I believe that um, like the principal officers of corporations should go to prison more for corporate fraud and things like that. Okay, let's move on to part three. Yes. Regulations dealing with transmission of false declaration of fact. Now, when this bill says regulations, it means something very specific, right, Andy? Yes. See, the, the, the bill uses a very, lots of archaic language copied from Singapore and Hong Kong. Like, So, basically, when the bill here, from here on, now, it's all about regulations. Mm. And what this bill basically means, what you know, other people will call it citation. Uh, so it's sort of like um, a, a, a strike. Uh, it's like a... Um, like a ticket for when you like run a red light. Exactly. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, uh, so like a speeding ticket or a parking ticket. Uh, but here they're calling it a regulation. It's uh, basically a message from government saying you have been found guilty of uh, this offense. Okay. Now you need to uh, find part three on that page. So what does so, it say? So basically there are two types of regulations. Uh-huh. There's the correction regulation uh-huh. and then there's a stop transmission regulation. Ah. And basically there are the two things government can do to you as an individual if they decide that you have been putting fake news online. Now, do they simply mean what they say they mean? Make a correction or stop the transmission? Yes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Government can come up to you and say with, with a, with a, with a um, correction regulation, mm-hmm. this thing you have said is fake, mm-hmm. is false, mm-hmm. you need to correct it online. Mm-hmm. You need to come online and also post another post saying, hey, that my other post was false, mm-hmm. and here's the real information. So for the correction regulation, the law enforcement department decides that you transmitted fake news. Yes. And then they hit you with a part three correction regulation. Yes. And according to this law, you have to post two things. Number one, a declaration that your content was false. True. And number two, a new piece right, of content, uh, correcting the first one. That's right. Where should this correction be posted? Aha. It should be posted, now according to the rule, the law, the correction has to be posted where the government specifies. So the government will tell you where to post it. So the government will probably, and well, the guidelines here suggest that the government can tell you to post it in the same place you posted the, the, original, the original one, one or somewhere else that they decide online mm-hmm. and also in any newspaper publications or other offline publications mm-hmm. that the government singles out and says, yeah, put it there. Hmm. Now here's an important point. I- I'm going to read it word for word. Clause 7, subclause 4 says, quote, a person who transmitted a false declaration of fact in Nigeria may be issued a correction uh, regulation even if the person does not know or has no reason to believe that the declaration is false. It is not true, now you know. <laughs> They give you evidence saying it's not true for your pocket, oh. <laughs> like, as your business, really. So, for instance, Samuel Ogundik, the premium time, yes. who uh, published the story with the yes. memo, right? Yes. So, with a story like that, when we're looking at it with the memo, Koro Koro, come back and say that you know. Now you know it's fake. <laughs> Okay, but the law makes an exception. It says that you cannot be issued a regulation just for being the internet service provider whose platform is used to share the fake news. Yes, basically the law differentiates different actors. Mm -hmm. One, the person putting the content out there. Mm -hmm. One. Two, the platform on which they put the content out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, Reddit. Mm -hmm. 
and then three, the ISP. Mm. In all of this, this bill mm-hmm. forgives the ISP and says, look, ISP, you're not responsible for the fake news itself. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why government is being so kind to the ISP. Because later on, later on, they hook them. Yes. <laughs> all right, let's move on to uh, the second part uh, of part three regulation, the stop transmission regulation. The law enforcement departments can give you this one if the fake news is still on your site or still being transmitted by you and it basically forces you to take it down, Andy. Yes, that's pretty much it. So, this one no, is it, it, more serious than just correcting it. Mm. No correction, no, no, just take it down. Mm. Like, remove it from your site. Mm-hmm. Now, what's this one? They may also tell you to also post a correction. Mm. So, you take it down and you say, okay, I'm taking down this thing mm-hmm. and here is why. It was false mm-hmm. and this is the true picture of things. Even though I know that what I've posted isn't false. Well, for your pocket. Now, you sabi abi. And just like the correction regulations, ISPs are also immune here. Yes, that's right. Now, what's the penalty for not um, complying with the Part 3 regulation, Andy? Okay, so yeah, government gives you the two the part three regulation mm-hmm. and you refuse to comply immediately mm-hmm. $200,000 fine okay that's for um, what for, you call individuals? It, for individuals yes mm-hmm. but for an organization $5 million. and the bill says you must obey part three regulation even if it means violating a contract yes basically. what does that mean so okay so let's let me give you an example so let's say you're a content creator and you're posting content you know, and you're taking money to post content or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And government steps in and says this content is false. Mm-hmm. You need to take that content down. Mm-hmm. But you're under contract to have that content up there. Mm-hmm. That's your business. Like yes. Now the government goes on to say, look, so Sandra, I give you content. Mm-hmm. You're putting the content online. Mm-hmm. I've paid you to do that. Mm-hmm. And government now orders you to take it down. Mm-hmm. And you take it down. So I don't have to say that. Because uh, we're going to the money now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have to it. Yes. <laughs> Now, government says, right, Mm -hmm. that if I sue you, you're protected. Mm -hmm. That I don't have the right to sue you Mm -hmm. because government is the one that stepped in Mm -hmm. and will give you the order. How exactly is government supposed to handle that? Yes, government can only handle that if I'm suing you in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. But that does not take into account the nature of online content. So we're back to that statement you made about grammatical errors. Like, if they were not careful enough to spot grammatical errors, it means that they're probably not uh, uh, careful enough to spot deeper things like legal errors, legal implications, technical implications. That's right. And here we're just in our first one. That's right. Now, we need to point out something that uh, may be getting lost in translation here. In all of this, there's no court involved, though. The bill is giving the executive the power to find people guilty, to give them an order, to penalize them if they fail to obey. All of this is happening without going to court this is the big thing and this is the big difference between like you know, keep saying that you we have other rules against falsehoods we have rules against you know you know fraud and all of this mm-hmm. so why do we need this one mm-hmm. the big difference between the old rules we have and the, this one that they want to bring mm-hmm. is that those ones all rely on government going to court. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, you, you said this when we started that it's the executive that has to take care of all of this. Yes. You know, and it just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yes, because, because the court is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if government had the right to simply, like the police, 
have the right to simply look at you and say, you are an armed robber and we sentence you to 15 years in prison for armed robbery. Mm. Without a judge ever seeing you, without your lawyer ever pleading your case anywhere. Mm -hmm. Imagine if police could do that, the damage it would cause. But now, this bill is giving police the power, first response, but this is kind of like giving speeding tickets, isn't it? The cop doesn't need to take you to court to give you one. He gives you the ticket, you either pay the fine or you appeal it in court. I mean, why is that okay for some offenses but not others? It's a good question. And it's a fair question. To answer that, we have to go to the reason why speeding tickets are given, mm -hmm. right? Traffic offenses, traffic violations are numerous. Okay. They're happening like all the time, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. And so the speeding ticket came up as a way to not congest the courts. Okay. You know, and also because the thing with speeding tickets are one, the, the cost, the, 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 the offense, the fine, uh -huh. is such that it's not too low, but it's also not too high. If it was too high, everybody would dispute it and say, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm doing it. Oh, how can police on the road just come and issue me a ticket of like $2,000? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to fight it. Mm -hmm. But a ticket of like $50, $100, even $100 speeding ticket. Mm -hmm. Somebody would be like, yeah, you know what? True, true. I committed this offense. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it to go fight this thing in court. Mm -hmm. So let me just take, take the ticket. Mm -hmm. Because if I go and fight it in court, I'm true, true. This would actually have footage of me running the red light, mm -hmm. I've just given myself more problem for no reason. Mm -hmm. So instead of there, you can take the ticket mm -hmm. or you can dispute it and go to court. But isn't that the same thing here? I mean, now that we're talking about courts, this mm -hmm. bill actually says that if you are given a regulation, you can eventually appeal it in court. I say eventually, eventually because, you know, you can't just go to court immediately, right? And, and, see, and that's, that's fundamental, <laughs> fundamental difference between this and the speeding ticket. So let me go back to the speeding ticket example and come back to this one. Okay. Okay. With a speeding ticket, and I'm saying a speeding ticket here in the context of, say, the U.S., mm -hmm. I'm driving my car. The cop stops me, mm -hmm. hopefully doesn't shoot me, hopefully, and and says I was, you know, I busted tail light or I was speeding or my, you know, I ran red light, whatever. He stops me, he writes my ticket, right? Right there and then, he's assessed me, he's told me my crime, he's found me guilty, and he's giving me my punishment, which is my fine. Mm -hmm. Now... If I decide that it's unfair, uh -huh. if I decide that I'm not, I'm innocent, uh -huh. or he's giving me the wrong fine, uh -huh. I can take that ticket and go to court and say, no, I'm appealing this right away. And the court gives me a court date. I come, the cop comes, we all testify, and the judge makes a decision. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So I can instantly appeal it if I feel it's worth it. Uh -huh. So I give that option. Mm -hmm. But here, with the social media bill, mm -hmm. I can't appeal a regulation right away. What happens is, if I don't like the regulation, like now I'm, I've, I've played my music or whatever, and they say it's fake news, mm -hmm. and they give, yeah, and I am, and they issued me the regulation and the fine or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and I say no, I don't want to do this, mm -hmm. right? I can't go straight to the court to appeal. I have to go to appeal to the agency that gave me the regulation. I have to go back to the police and say this regulation you gave me, I don't agree with it. No, hold on. So. The agency decides that I am spreading fake news. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or let's say somebody in the agency that doesn't like Sandra Ezekosili yes. decides to accuse me of, of spreading uh, fake news. Right. And they hit me with a regulation. Yes. And if I want to contest the reg regulation, I have to go and appeal to this person who doesn't like me. Yes. And it's not just that. It gets worse. You appeal to them. Uh -huh. They can say... Okay, we agree. Uh -huh. You're right. Eh? Uh -huh. Or they can say, no, you're wrong. We reject your appeal, right? Uh -huh. And then when they say, no, you reject your appeal, uh -huh. you can now take that appeal rejection and take it to court, to high court to appeal, right? Uh -huh. But under this law, uh -huh. 
They don't have to tell you no. Is that specifically stated in law? They can just wait. Is that specifically stated in law? Show you. Here's the way it's put. This is um clause thirteen of the law mm-hmm. under part three. Mm-hmm. One, a person to whom Part 3 regulation is issued may appeal to the High Court against the regulation. Number two, no appeal may be made to the High Court by any person unless the person has first applied to the Law Enforcement Department to vary or cancel the Part 3 regulation and and the Law Enforcement Department refused the application, Mm -hmm. whether in whole or in part. Mm -hmm. That means... But as long as the law enforcement um, has not um, rejected the appeal, mm-hmm. you, you can't, can't go. go to court. So law enforcement can just be delaying you. Yes. They can basically be doing you come to the court. Yes, because the, this law does not give any time timeline for how long or how soon they must address your... your um, so it can go on indefinitely. Your file is coming. Your file is still at DSP. And in the meantime, and in the meantime, the post has been put down. They have forced me to yes, take the because down. the law specifies mm-hmm. that pending the appeal, mm-hmm. the regulation must be obeyed. That's right. That's right. So in the meantime... A post that was not false, that mm-hmm. government decides was false, has been forced down. Yes. And I cannot appeal in a court of law because I'm waiting for the, the government the to say... To it down. Yes, to say, hey, okay, it's, it's like I've uh, like, uh, talked the truth, or uh, it's okay, or no, it's a lie, you're a liar, you're still lying. That's very yeah. smart, I have to give it to them. Yes, so I basically, hand it to them. basically this, this law makes the executive... The judge and jury. ...in their own case. The judge and jury and the prosecutor. In their own goddamn case. Yes. And when you appeal against them, they see the judge and jury in a case now where they're the defendant. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, okay. Goals. Let's move on to part four. Regulation okay. for internet intermediaries and providers of mass media services. <clears throat> People like me? Uh, no, this is now... It's no longer people like you. This is all about people like you. Oh. Now this is about people, what the platforms people like you are on. So, um, what are the platforms we're to our podcast? By people like me, I was actually talking about like Nigeria Info, for instance. Okay, people like the people you work for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, I you know often think you know that I'm the owner of the place. Kind of like Louis the Fourteenth. I am the l'état c'est moi. Salut, c'est moi. But yes, you know, we're not longer talking about the content creator mm-hmm. or a person posting on social media. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the platform, yes. right, that hosts the content. So it's not even people like me, really. It's not, not well, again, I said me. Well, you guys have an online platform. So okay, yes, we do as well. So, you know, content, uh, uh, online platforms like uh, Twitter, like YouTube, like Facebook, Instagram, uh, Reddit. Yes, Podcast Addict, where we have our, our anchor or any other place where you're listening Google to. Google Podcast. Yeah, where you're listening to How Nigeria Works Podcast doesn't anybody who is hosting or enabling you to access content online netflix mm-hmm. can be hit yes this That's is for it. them now so this part part four gives us three regulations that um these platforms can be hit with a targeted correction regulation a general correction regulation and a disabling uh, regulation yep and these correction regulations, I don't know, let me ask you, Andy, are they almost the same as the correction regulation in part three that's targeted at individuals? Yes, it's pretty much. Um, it's more or less. Mm. It's just that um, so instead of targeting an individual now, they are targeting the um, the platform. So with correction regulations for the platform. Mm-hmm. 
there's targeting and there's general. Mm-hmm. And they, they're more or less the same thing. Mm-hmm. What is this? Look, we've come to the government comes to the platform and says, look, Andy posted something. He tweeted something. Mm-hmm. His Twitter, Twitter. Or, you know, he, he tweeted something. He posted something. A video out on YouTube. Yes. That, that violates this, our law. Mm-hmm. We, we say it's fake news mm-hmm. and you need to issue a correction. So Twitter needs to now send a correction to everybody who saw what Andy posted. Yes. <laughs> Jack Dorsey, there's nothing you don't see in your cup out. I think you wanted to move to Africa. Come and see how we do this. Doesn't that mean that the platform has to share with governments the identities of everybody who saw the post? Yes. Is that even legal? That's, that's, a, that's the point. Like, see how government is using this bill as a backdoor to get more power and more information. To me. More information and power than it would normally get. So now, under this law, for Twitter to show government it's complying with regulation, mm-hmm. Twitter has to show government, look, see all the people that saw Andy's tweets. Is there anywhere else in the world where this is happening? North Korea, probably. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm sure it's happening in China. I'm sure it's happening in places like that. But that it's happening somewhere doesn't mean that we should be doing it. And China closes borders. What do you mean by that? Again, this is the thing that she's doing where she thinks everybody knows she's being sarcastic. Please, I just don't want people to like cancel her. Yeah, your nails. <laughs> He's on his nails begging yes, you not yes. to cancel me. Yeah, but that's the argument that you hear people often make. People often say things like, people often allude to China as the beacon of what Nigeria should be. Close your borders. They only ever point to China for the <laughs> repressive shit. I agree. No, and by the way, when China closed the borders... It was disastrous. That's right. Nobody talks about that. Yeah, yes, and then they had to reopen them mm. and they did normal stuff to get the economy are going now okay so it's like the thing with um you know patriarchy and you know and, and gender equality mm-hmm. when people say oh our mothers and blah, 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 and people want to like you want to be a patriarch but you don't have patriarchy money you, you want to be china but you don't have china prosperity <laughs> yeah? you want to give me china repression without china economic growth <laughs> man like Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Jesus. Apologies to the ancestors as a chief. But where do you get off, you know, mm-hmm. comparing yourself to Deng Xiaoping and Yang Zemin and Xi Jinping? You have not given me that type of wealth. Mm-hmm. I am poorer now mm-hmm. than I was four years ago as a Nigerian. That's right. Our parents, they've seen their pensions erode. Now, if I give you a lump sum of money mm-hmm. in Naira, mm-hmm. like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. no, of 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you would have been better off digging a hole in the ground and putting it in the hole than you would have been putting it in a Nigerian bank because of the depreciation and the economic mismanagement. So the people, and I'm not talking about a particular government, administration, or party, mm-hmm. but the political class as a whole, mm-hmm. the people who have been unable to give me China in the economy have no business talking to me about giving me China in terms of repression because no, like hell no. And then you go back to the issue. There's a privacy issue there. Um, Even if we pretend for a moment that tracking uh, uh, fake news is a big enough reason to give government more power. Should that power extend to government knowing the browsing habits of people who do not uh, post the fake news? Yes, that's a big problem. Because basically, for Jack Dorsey to comply with the government and show them everybody who saw my fake news, Mm -hmm. Jack Dorsey has just given government the browsing habits of you, 
and anybody else who read my tweet. Mm-hmm. And why? You see, that's it. Government is getting more information than it should mm. about 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 individuals. Mm. Like there is no upside to this. Mm. Government should not have these powers. And there's a third part for regulation, a disabling regulation. <clears throat> what type of disabling can government order YouTube to do under this bill, Andy? <laughs> yeah. So government basically has given itself the right to command YouTube, Twitter, Netflix, and Apple Music, and anybody else to off to take down the content that government doesn't want mm. because it's fake as far as government is concerned. And under this rule, government does not have to give these content um, platforms any particular reason or evidence why it's fake. It's fake. It's yeah. just government assesses it like now police, your commission of police here, your DPU can decide that this particular content is fake mm-hmm. and you issue a part four disabling regulation mm-hmm. and tell Facebook to take it down that particular post and Facebook is meant to comply. What happens if they fail to comply? What if, uh, what happens? Uh-huh. Now this is the part where all of you who think, oh this does not apply to me, I don't issue fake news. So let's give an example. Mm-hmm. Facebook or Twitter. Twitter for instance, government comes for, tells, tells Twitter to take down one of my tweets that I did false news mm-hmm. and Twitter refuses. Under this law, government can now go to the NCC and tell the NCC to command every ISP in Nigeria, every internet provider in Nigeria to shut down Twitter. Yes, to stop transmitting Twitter. And so you go online to go for Twitter and you can't get it. So government doesn't like something I put on Netflix. Netflix refuses to take it down. Government tells MTN, Smile, Nine Mobile, uh, Spectrenet, all of them to stop letting me connect to Netflix. Yes. Can government do that? According to their law, yeah, if this bill is passed, if this bill is passed and becomes a law, and the president signs it, it becomes a law. Government can do that. Government can do that. Is that the kind of power that you want your government to have? See how sweeping that is. Government's fight with one person can lead to all of us losing a platform that we, we, we all want. Government can take that YouTube. Basically, YouTube will not be available in Nigeria anymore just because one particular video, government found it offensive but didn't give enough evidence to YouTube and YouTube refused to take it down and government just... And it's not say I know if we have on China currently doesn't allow access to Twitter yes. or WhatsApp. Right. So <laughs> it's entirely possible. It is very it's entirely possible. doable. Like it's doable. It's very doable. Now let's move on to part five. Mm-hmm. Declaration of online locations. And that's the last part of this bill. What's this one about? Basically, uh, government here is giving itself the power to, it's sort of like RICO, but what, what it basically does is... It, what about people that don't know what RICO is? Okay, I'll come back to that one. Basically, government is, it gives government the ability to label a, a website. So if now a particular website has repeated regulations thrown at it, mm-hmm. government can say, no, this website is now officially a problem, mm-hmm. we'll mark it as a problem, and now new rules apply to that website, mm-hmm. or that Twitter handle, mm-hmm. you know, or that Facebook account, mm-hmm. or that platform. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But like, basically, what it now, basically, if a particular account, right, mm-hmm. if a particular account or website or online location gets three regulations in a six-month period, mm-hmm. government can call it a declared location, and at that point, new rules apply. So basically, 
it gives the government the ability to classify an online online location as a problematic location. The troublemaker, yes. For fake news. Yes. Uh, once a location or site is labeled a declared location, they lose certain rights. Yes. Um, so, for instance, it becomes illegal to fund a declared location. Um, do they state this on the bill? Can you read the part? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's stated in the bill. All right, so, so read that part. Clause 33. Prohibition on providing financial support to declared online locations. A person must not, whether in or outside Nigeria, expend or apply any property, knowing or having reason to believe that the expenditure or application supports, helps, or promotes the transmission of false declaration of fact in Nigeria on a declared online location. Okay, certain persons must not transmit in Nigeria paid content on declared online locations. Mm-hmm. It's one, a service provider must take reasonable steps to ensure that after a prescribed period, um, after the particular date, any paid content that it includes or it causes to be included on a declared online location is not transmitted in Nigeria on the declared online location. So nobody should put any paid content on a declared online location. A digital advertising intermediary must take reasonable steps, both in and outside Nigeria, in and outside Nigeria, to ensure that after a prescribed period, starting on the date the declaration comes into effect, any paid content that it includes or causes to be included on a declared online location is not transmitted in Nigeria on the declared online location. A prescribed digital advertising agency or prescribed internet intermediary must take the same reasonable steps, same thing again. You can't fund them, you can't advertise on them, and NCC has a right to order any ISP who broadcasts them or who, you know, transmits them. Um, to limit access. Yes. To restrict access. And if the service provider, like the internet service provider, like your phone company refuses, mm-hmm. they can also be fined and they also risk their license. There you have it. Nigeria's bill to provide protection from internet falsehoods and manipulations. Now, with all these points of ours, we hope that we have managed to convince you and not confuse you that this bill must die. We cannot wait to bring our next episode to you, but yo, you, you need to do everything that you can. Yeah, look, thank you. We're putting this out tonight. Um, you may be listening to it on Monday morning. There's a public hearing. Mm-hmm. Look, we have to make our voices heard mm-hmm. because if we don't get our voices heard now, we may never get them heard again because they are coming for social media. They are coming for the internet mm-hmm. and we just simply can't let it happen. And it doesn't matter what side of the divide you're on. You take a look at what's happening in places like Calabar, for instance, where you have opposition uh, political parties in power and they are doing the same exact things that um, the centre is doing as far as abuse of That's power right. is concerned. That's so that tells you that politicians everywhere at the same. So that means that if your own person is in power today, tomorrow they may not be in power, but this law will be. And if this law is when the opposition is in power, who's to say that they're not going to take advantage of it as well and fuck you up? And, and here's the thing, though. It doesn't have to be a change in party. Because guess what? A lot of you, know, you guys who, have, you know, who are politicians or who follow politicians, like... 
the party your politician is in today is not the party that she was in four years ago. That's right. You know, a lot of people, actually, like people who were praising Saraki in 2015 mm-hmm. for helping take down Jonathan, he became their enemy. Meanwhile, to the other people, he became the hero of democracy That's in 2019. Right. That's right. So, like, see, these politicians, they move from, from space to space. That's right. And look, so at the end of the day, what remains constant are the rules of the game. That's right. What remains constant are the weapons that we allow the politicians to, to wield, wield or not wield That's against right. us. That's right. And so, look, we have to make sure that we have a space to speak our minds. Look, fake news is a problem, but the problem is going to be solved by the police getting more serious, by the law enforcement getting more serious, by the courts getting more serious, not by taking away more of our rights and giving government more powers. Government already has enough powers. It's not my fault government has been serious about wielding its powers. Mm-hmm. It already has it. It even has more powers that I am comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let them use those, but we don't need to give them any more powers. It's just unnecessary. With that said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of How Nigeria Works. But doesn't. Until the next one, ta-da! Bye.